Blog Talk Radio. Wow, so excited. 
Y'all, God is truly moving, 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 and I am so, so grateful for all the Lord is doing. And I am very humbled to announce that I am also now on WDRB Radio each Sunday morning from 9.30 a.m. to 9.45 a.m. for a powerful 15-minute blast of Life on Purpose. You can join me there on Sunday mornings on iHeartRadio or on TuneIn Radio. Right now, let's take a minute. Let's do our invite blast. I always do mine right before the show, but just want to give you a moment. If you want to put a plug in right there, invite your family, invite your friends, um, your group, your girls, um, your flossy posse, you know, hey, you may want to invite someone in tonight to let them know that we're here live. We're going to be I'm sharing words of encouragement, words of inspiration here tonight with my guests. I know y'all are ready to hear from none other than the beautiful Shayna Brown. She's here with us tonight. So go on and send out that email, that text, that inbox, or that tweet, and invite them into the show. They can dial in at 917-889-2821, or they can visit my social media page, and just click the link, and they'll be right here on the Life on Purpose broadcast. And also tonight, don't forget, if you have a question or a comment, to press the number one on your keypad, and we're going to invite you in to the broadcast and allow you to ask that question or share your comment tonight. Good? All right, I want to see them, them number one buttons being pressed tonight because I know Shana is excited to be here and would love to hear from you and know that you're here um, supporting her tonight. Um, our foundational scripture for the Life on Purpose broadcast is Romans 8 and 28, and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purposes. And I know y'all, we say this every week because it is so important that we give credit to whom credit is due. We give credit tonight to my Lord and my Savior, Jesus Christ. We give praises to him tonight because we know that it is in him and whom we live, move, and have our being. And had it not been for him, we would not be here on this broadcast tonight. So grateful, so grateful tonight. Um, as you all probably know, that this month is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and we are celebrating our thrivers. We're remembering our angels, and we're bringing awareness to this disease. Um, statistics show that one out of every eight women and one out of every 1,000 men will face breast cancer in their lifetime. And that's one too many out of eight. That's one too many out of 1,000. So let's take a moment right now. Let's celebrate our thrivers. Yes. I mean, I often say you never know what a person goes through once they're diagnosed with cancer. You never know what it feels like to go through chemo. You never know what it feels like. Unless you walk that walk or been through that journey, you can't even imagine. So I want to celebrate you tonight. My survivors, my thrivers, I stand, I salute you tonight, and I celebrate you tonight. And also those that are in the fight right now, I want to celebrate you. I want you to know, I can just remember and reflect, right when I started feeling better from going to chemo, it was time for me to go back. And I can remember saying in those darkest moments when I felt at my worst that I would say that I wasn't going back. I would say, you know what, I'm not going back anymore. I mean, because I felt so bad, so sick, and so much pain, I just said I wasn't going back. But every Tuesday when it was time for me to go back, God would give me the strength to endure. And I want you to know that today, that God has given you grace for this journey. You're not alone. You're not in it by yourself. He is there with you. He is there helping you every step of the way. So continue to put your trust in him, and he's going to bring you through. And tonight we also want to pause for a moment of reflection and in memory of those that have received their wings. My sister, Lisa Jones, she passed away last year from breast cancer, complications from breast cancer. So I want to pause for a moment as I reflect and remember her. There's probably people that are close to you that you remember. Let's pause right now and let's reflect on the memories that we had with those that we love, that we'll continue to have with those that we love. Thank you. I believe that early detection saves lives, and we're going to talk a little bit more about that once I introduce our guest tonight. 
But before we get to that point, I want to um, just reflect on last week's show. We had um, Cheryl Brown was our guest from Live to Tell Organization. And if you missed the show last week, you definitely want to go back and take a listen to it. You can hear the replay by going to the blog, the blog Talk Radio Got Squat 66 Network, or you can go to my Facebook page and you can listen to last week's show. Also, I'd love to connect with you. Send me a friend request um, on Facebook. I'm Deborah Toulay. I also have a page for Life on Purpose. Um, on Twitter, I'm Deborah Toulay, as well as on Instagram, I am Deborah Toulay. Cheryl Brown is from Live to Tell Organization, and she was here last week. She's also another pink sister. And I was thinking, I say, you know, we had a brown last week, and we got a brown this week. <laughs> Isn't that something? You know, it's kind of like meet the browns, but these are some phenomenal women that cancer didn't define them, cancer didn't stop them, but they've gone on to do great things in spite of what they went through um, after being diagnosed with breast cancer. And so our topic tonight is my response is. And my beautiful guest, I want you to welcome her tonight to the Life on Purpose radio broadcast. Help me welcome none other than my guest, my pink sister, Shayna Brown. Shayna, welcome to Life on Purpose with Thank Deborah Shayna, we're Thank so, you. so glad Happy to have to you here tonight. We're so glad. And I had a, the privilege to meet Shayna, went to uh, Charleston, um, actually attended um, the events that she, that she has there, and uh, was able to see firsthand the impact that she's making on the lives of others. So I celebrate you, Shayna. I celebrate your walk. I celebrate your stance in making a difference. And before we move any further, let's pause right now and let's pray. Heavenly Father, we do bless you, praise you, and glorify your name. We thank you for this time tonight. We thank you, Father, for this platform that you've given to us. We know, Father God, that, Lord God, that it's not by accident, Lord God, but you have brought us together for such a time as this. So, Lord, we pray now as you use this platform for your glory. Father, you have control even over the airways on tonight. Allow us to say something tonight, Father God, to, to Lord God, to share a word of encouragement, a word of inspiration, a word that will help someone to, to walk faith and not by sight, a word that will help someone to be inspired, Lord God, to do something different. Lord God, if they need to go get that mammogram and they've been kind of waiting around and not, not being proactive, Father, we declare that tonight after this, after this word tonight, after this testimony tonight, God, they will do whatever they need to do. And maybe it's not breast cancer, but it may be something else that someone's going through, God, that they need to be proactive about, Father, that they've been procrastinating. And, and tonight, Father, we thank you that no longer would they procrastinate, but they would get up from where they are right now, and they will begin to live their life on purpose, pursuing their destiny like never before. God, we give you glory for tonight. I thank you for my sister, Shana. Father, I thank you for who she is in you. I pray right now, Lord, that you would use her tonight for your glory and for your honor. Lord God, we submit this time to your hands. Use it as you desire. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, Miss Shana, Miss Shana, welcome again, welcome again. Would you um, tell our audience a little bit about you? I, I really like for um, my guests to kind of share um, who they are, what they do uh, with the audience. Okay, my name is Shana Brown. I am 40 years old. I was born in St. Louis, Missouri, and raised in Charleston, South Carolina. I am a mother, daughter, wife, Christian pharmacist, friend, confidant, niece, cousin, and in October of 2009, I became one of eight, the statistics for breast cancer. I was diagnosed with stage two triple negative breast cancer. Shana, beautiful, yes. beautiful Shana. You don't look 40. <laughs> I would have never thought you were well, 40, but you. you are aging gracefully. <laughs> Say so you don't look like what you've been through, girl. You don't look like what you've been through. Yes. But God is so Amen. good. God yes. is so good. But, um, Shana, tell us tonight, um, you know, what does life on purpose mean to you? When you hear those words, what do you think about? I think about just walking in your destiny. Um, I always look for things and read, making sure that um, I have a testimony out of my test. Um, 
each place and everything that happens in our life, it has to be there for us to get from one point to the next. So I think knowing your purpose and walking in that purpose, it's just living life day by day. Amen. Amen. That's good. It's an everyday it's an everyday walk. It's nothing that you do and then you complete it, you know, at the end of the day. But it's a daily walk um that we are to be pursuing our purpose, pursuing our destiny in the earth. Um, one thing about about our lives is this. We you know, we know our birth dates. Everybody knows the date that you were born, but none of us know our death date. And the thing about it is not to be overly concerned about it or not to worry about it, but it is to take, you know, take notice that I don't know how long I'm going to be here. But while I am here, I'm going to make the best use of the time that I have in the earth. So I want to encourage you tonight, you know, don't worry about when you're going to leave, when you're going to die. But while you're here, what are you doing with the gifts, the talents, the abilities that God has placed on the inside of you? Because like Shana just said, you know, we are to walk in our destiny. We're to walk it out. It's, it's nothing that's going to just fall out of the sky in your lap and say, here, here's your purpose. But it's for you to begin to put one foot in front of the other, begin to move, begin to be involved, you know, find out what you're passionate about so you can begin to walk into your destiny. And, Shana, I know um, – as you were saying earlier about being diagnosed in, um, you said, 2009, is that correct? Yes, that's correct. Tell me, how was yes, your life I impacted, know. you know, from, from the moment that, you know, that you heard that news? And I know you're a pharmacist, so I don't know how that, you know, that may have been good and it may have been bad. I don't know if you were a pharmacist at that time. But just tell us a little bit about your story as we're, as we're observing uh, breast cancer awareness tonight. Yes, well, I was 32 when I, when I was diagnosed. Um, started out with some swelling under my arm and a little pain. Really didn't think anything of it at the time, but the swelling went down a little, but the pain was still there. So I went to see my primary care doctor, and he actually placed me on a course of antibiotics because he could tell that my lymph nodes were swollen, so he thought maybe I was fighting off an infection. But I was referred center at the Medical University of South Carolina for an ultrasound. And when they did the ultrasound, they found a mass in my left breast. Did not feel the lump myself. I just felt the swelling under my arm. And from that day, life changed. Um, anyone that has had cancer or is a cancer survivor can definitely tell you there's your life before cancer and your life after cancer because it's just not the same once you've had that diagnosis, and life totally changed for me. At that time, I had a three-year-old and a seven-year-old, and I was a pharmacist at the time. I was actually a pharmacy manager um, at one of at the train that I worked for at that time. So definitely during that time, it was a lot, especially with having young kids. No one ever expects a diagnosis of breast cancer. I definitely did not expect that diagnosis when I went in for my ultrasound that day. Um, I have no family history, 32 years old, tried to exercise, you know, tried to eat right, but um, you just never know. And that is so true. That is so true. And, and being, you know, in your early 30s, and being diagnosed at that age, I'm sure, you know, not a lot of women, you know, get diagnosed, get diagnosed, you know, that young. But what I'm finding out, the more I'm out and involved at, you know, cancer awareness events, more and more younger women are being diagnosed. Uh, with you being a pharmacist, is there anything anybody's saying about that? Or, or have you read anything? Or, or what are your thoughts on that? Well, the... Usually more women, Hispanic women, African-American women, when they are diagnosed young, and what I've researched and seem to have found and some doctors have said as well, is that it could be genetics. Because you usually see when you have triple negative breast cancer, it's highly aggressive. There is no standard of care for triple negative breast cancer. Um, so... I participated in a clinical trial. With me being a pharmacist, I definitely knew that that was something that I wanted to do. I had read about breast cancer, 
not a standard of care, my best treatment of time would be to join a clinical trial. So I did that at MUSC. And as a matter of fact, it's a 10-year trial. So I'm actually still in trial because they still collect data when I go to the doctor's office. And I wanted to do that, especially for African-American women. A lot of times we shy away from speaking what's going on in our lives. I'm alone to be in a clinical trial because I want what I went through to help someone else. Amen. That's good. And so your course of action, now what all I know for me, my um, I was diagnosed with triple negative as well, as I'm finding out, too, that a lot of African-American women are. Most women, African-American women, are not diagnosed with the one, with the breast cancer that involves the hormones. It's normally the triple negative. Um, I did meet this Correct. beautiful um, Caucasian lady, though. Um, this Actually, this uh, weekend I went to her cancer awareness event, and um, she actually had um, triple negative breast cancer. And so, you know, she was saying that it was kind of rare for Caucasian women to have that type. Um, but, you know, as you're saying about the clinical trials, and I know, and I don't know if it's because of insurance or what, but I, I feel like, and maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm missing something, but I feel like everyone does not get the same treatment. And I don't know if it's because of the um, the doctors and the knowledge that they have, or is it based on your insurance, or have you had any, you know, interaction with anything like that, or um, any exposure to anything like that? Well, there's definitely a disparity in treatment. Um, and you find that any studies or statistics that you find about breast cancer, whether it be because some women are in rural communities and they don't have ready access to the treatment. But actually, I think a lot of people are more fearful of clinical trials and exactly what goes on and may not have a good knowledge base about it. My um, programs that I have, we have a Tickled Pink Affair every year that's co-sponsored by my church, um, the Folly Road Church of Christ. And I actually had the lady that was over clinical trials to come in and speak about the importance of clinical trials. And normally when you are in a clinical trial, anything that is associated with that clinical trial is paid for through the hospital. So I had to have, um, when I was first diagnosed, a biopsy. When they could grade cancer, it is they take tissue out of your tumor. To be in the clinical trial, I had to have a second biopsy. The hospital, the hospital visits that fall under clinical trial, anything extra lab work, anything that has to be done, all of that is covered through the clinical trial. Good. That's good. Um, I know my sister, um, when she was diagnosed, she already, um, it had already moved, you know, beyond her lymph nodes by the time she was actually diagnosed. So um, she actually was diagnosed in 2010 and lived, you know, six years, but hers was um, the metastatic um, breast cancer. So, you know, throughout that whole time, you know, she was doing chemo and and involved in clinical trials and different things like that. but when I was diagnosed, I actually went through a series of chemotherapy. And another thing that was interesting, Shana, with the with the lady that um, I sat beside um, on Saturday, is we both remembered having a fall. She was telling me that after she had a fall, her breast swole up, and when she went to the doctor is when they found it. And I told her that I remembered before I was diagnosed, I had had a fall. And um, I don't know if that had anything to do with it. So as we're looking at breast health and how we can take care of our breasts, what types of suggestions do you have? Would you share about that? Um, Definitely um, with breast health, definitely you want to know your family history. A lot of people don't know the history of breast cancer. If you have had a first-degree relative, which would be your mother, an aunt, First degree, you did or screened, I'm sorry, starting your mammograms earlier. So I was diagnosed at age 32. So it's recommended that my daughter start having mammograms at the age of 22, which would be 10 years before I was diagnosed. So if you don't know that family mm-hmm. history and you don't know if someone else in your family has had breast cancer, 
you may not start your screening until age 40, where I was diagnosed at age 32. So definitely knowing your family history, um, definitely having a yearly clinical breast exam when you go to your gynecologist or your family physician, monthly self-exams, no one knows your body better than you do, what you feel, you know, if it's normal, knowing your body, what's normal for you and what's not normal for you. Um, breast cancer has also been attributed to um, weight after the age of 18, so maintaining a healthy weight, getting exercise, eating well, staying away from fried and processed foods, and also it has been shown um, that having more than one drink a day can increase your risk of breast cancer as well. So limiting outtake is also something that you can do because I definitely believe that early detection saves lives. I definitely believe that for me, early detection played a great part in me being a as a breast cancer survivor. Wow. Yes. And I feel the same way. And I and I attribute my early detection to my sister because um, my situation was kind of similar to yours in that I did not feel a lump in my breast. I don't think I ever felt an actual lump in my breast. But what I felt was like a pea-sized um, little um, growth or um, I'm trying to think of the word, lump, thank you, um, a pea-sized lump that was right underneath my arm, you know, like on the top part of my breast, and I felt that it felt like it might have been like the size of a green pea. It was a little bit tender, but because my sister had been already diagnosed, when I was sharing that with her, she was saying, well, you need to go to the doctor. You need to, you know, and I'm thinking in my mind that, you know, it's nothing. I'm, I was pretty sure it wasn't going to be anything. So, um, yeah, so please, you know, make sure that you are doing, you know, your breast exams and having your mammograms and doing the things that you need to do um, to make sure, just to, just to make sure early detection. I do believe once it gets to the lymph nodes, there's no telling what might happen. So if there is anything going on, you want to find out as soon as possible. All right. All right. And we actually, Shana, have a caller um, that um, – that has a comment or a question, so we're going to invite them into the broadcast right now. Is that okay? Yes, that's fine. Okay. All right, caller, if your phone number ends in 3434, you are live on the Life on Purpose with Deborah Tule radio show broadcast, and we're glad that you're here. Um, you have a question or comment for us tonight? All right, this is 843-224-3434. Okay, well, maybe they didn't mean to hit the number one on their keypad. <laughs> but sometimes that <laughs> happens as well. But while we're here, we're going to go on and take our, um, take our break, our station break, for just a moment. And when we come back, we'll continue on with um, – with our conversation about in my response is, and we're going to talk about how should we respond when we're faced with adversity or when something shows up in our life unexpected, how should we respond? And tonight I'm going to shift to one of my favorite, favorite songs. This is a, um, a song by Mandisa. It's, a, it's an older song, but it's one of my favorites, and the name of the song is Stronger. Let's listen up.
and you're listening live tonight to Life on Purpose with Deborah Toulay. Thank you for being here tonight. Me and my guest tonight is Shana Brown. We're talking about, and my response is, you're here on the God Squad 66 Network, and we're chatting tonight. We're observing breast cancer awareness tonight um, as we reflect on our own personal testimonies and reflect on the lives and memories of those that have preceded us um, on tonight. So we're going to get right back to work tonight. Shannon, you ready to go back to work? Yeah. All right, all right. And, and our topic tonight is and my response is. So just think about in your life the different things that you've faced, the different obstacles, hindrances, um, strongholds that you've had to in- encounter. Um, what is the response or what should be your response when you're facing something that's too big for you, too hard for you, too difficult for you? What should your response be? And I want to ask my sister tonight, Shana. Shana. What would you say to that when, when when the doctors told you that and you got that news, you know, what was your response? How would you finish this sentence? And my response is. My first thought was, I'm going to beat this. I had two young kids at the time, like I said, the ages of three and seven, and I couldn't imagine doing anything else but being here for them to watch them grow up. So when I was diagnosed, I never said, why me, why this? This is me. I wouldn't wish it on anyone else. So um, I'm blessed. I'm highly favored. I decided to put my trust in God. I reached out to my church family, family members. Um, Around that time, I let everyone know that I was diagnosed with breast cancer. I asked everyone for their prayers. I had a lot of family support. I had a lot of church support, and I think that's what really helped. I tried to stay positive. I did go through chemotherapy. After chemotherapy, I had surgery, a lumpectomy, and then I also had all of the nodes, lip nodes, under my arm where the swelling first presented removed just to make sure that there was no cancer in the lymph nodes that would be left in my body, and I also did radiation after my surgery. Tried to stay positive at all times and just see myself on the other end of treatment. Not in treatment, not what I was Shana, let me, every day. Let me ask you this question. Let me mm-hmm. ask you a question before we get in, get in further behind this thought. Now you said that you let people know, you let your church family know, and I know in a lot of circles when you're diagnosed, and that's why a lot of us don't know if it was in our family previously because cancer was seen as being a a taboo and it was kept quiet, you know, don't tell nobody, you know, she has cancer, she don't want nobody to know, he doesn't want anybody to know, it's a big secret. How did you, you know, being as young as you are, you know, how did you feel letting people in? How did, you, how did you feel? I can tell you about myself and why I let people in, but share with us why did you feel that you needed to let other people in? Number one, I wanted all of the prayers and support that I could get. And number two, I know that um, a lot of times we as African Americans are very quiet, full of pride, don't want others to know that we may need help or we may need prayers. But I was humble enough to know that this was something that I could not do by myself, that I needed all of the help that I could get from my church family and from my immediate family. And so I wanted it to be known that I was 32 years old, diagnosed with cancer with no family history, because I want what I went through to be a catalyst for someone else to say, hey, I feel that month I'm not going to sit and wait a couple of more months to see what happens or I've heard mammograms hurt, so I don't want to have a mammogram. A little uncomfortable for a while, but it can definitely save your life. So I didn't want to sit in silence. I wanted to be vocal, and so other people could see, hey, this is true. If it were to happen to me, I can do this as well. That's good. That's that's good, and I hope, audience, I hope that you're you're listening, hope you're taking this in, that you're taking notes, because this is so, so important to us, 
um, as women and men too because as I said earlier in the broadcast, one out of every 1,000 men are diagnosed with breast cancer. So it's important as well, you know, wives, you know, fill on your husband's chest. Men, feel your, feel the place, you know, your breast as well because um, it is something that can affect men as well as women. women. And I know for me, um, you know, the Bible says that one can chase a 1,000 and, and two can chase 10,000. And I was like you, Shana, I felt that, you know, it was, when I first heard it now, I was going to keep it a secret. That was my goal at the beginning. But then the Lord began to deal with me about remove the mask. Remove the mask and erase the stigma. Remove the mask and erase the stigma, you know, is what came to me and how important it is for us to share our testimonies. And as you said earlier, you know, when we – through our testimony, through the test is where we get our testimonies. And the Bible says that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the words of our testimony. So we overcome is is and that conjunction in there. So it's not just we overcome by the blood of the Lamb, but we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Meaning if I want to be an overcomer, then not only do I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior and I accept the blood atonement that he gives to me, but also I allow my body now to be a living vessel that I can speak, that I can talk about the goodness of God, what God's doing in my life, and I can share my testimony that although I may be going through something, but God is still good. And that's what Shana said earlier. She talked about God being good. And that makes me reflect on Job's story. You know, we think about the story of Job, and, you know, Job said, though you slay me, I will trust you. And that's the mindset that we have to have, knowing that God's grace is always sufficient. He is enough for whatever we face. You know, we have to recall God's faithfulness in our past because there's been other things that you've gone through. It may not have been as bad as cancer, but there had been other things that you had gone through that reminded you of the goodness of God, the goodness of Jesus, how he had what you through. I think about growing up and how we grew up poor, how we grew up, you know, going through so many different things. Our house burned down, just so many different things that happened. But yet God always showed himself faithful. And that's what we have to remember. Think about David and the story of David and how when David went to fight Goliath, he remembered God's faithfulness in his past battles. He remembered how, you know, he talked about how he had killed a bear. He remembered how he was able to handle other situations, which allowed him now when he faced the, the giant, he faced Goliath, now he was able to stand. And I want, you to, I want to encourage you tonight, you know, when you're going through a trial and you're going through a tribulation, look back. God has been faithful throughout your life. You know, throughout, if, even if it wasn't you personally that went through a sickness or, or, or your family faced some type of calamity, you know, but you can look at somebody else that was in your family that was close to you, uh, a friend that was close to you, and God showed himself strong. And God wants us to know today that his grace is always sufficient. He is enough for whatever we face. No matter what adversity we have, no matter what trial, no matter what suffering, we have to know that our God is greater than anything. There's nothing too hard for him. There's no mountain that's too high. There's no valley that's too deep. There's nothing that our God cannot do. And I think about, you know, the, the Bible also teaches us that our God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or even think. And I like how Shana said how she began to see herself. She began to see herself well. Tell us a little bit more about that, Shana. Well, I decided, you know, when you're going through, you don't know what to expect when you're going through therapy. And it was definitely not a walk in the park, but I knew that it was something that I had to do to save myself. So I just decided that, the more positive I was, the more upbeat I was in this and not trying to let it defeat me. I wanted to be an active part in my life in making sure that I did everything that I could do. So that's why I made sure I 
did the clinical trial when it was offered and I did chemotherapy and I did radiation. I wanted to do everything to save my life. Now, Shayna, do you believe that your healing had anything to do with not only just you believing, but what you were speaking and, and, and even your visualization, what you saw? Yes. I believe definitely I do. I do. So tell us a little bit about how do that how do those two things work together? You know, what I speak out of my mouth and the visualization that I see, you know, in my mind. I just knew I wanted to if if you haven't been through it, it's very hard to fit. There were some days that I had to go to treatment, I didn't but I knew that I had to get up. I had to put one foot in front of them and continue living. A depression of my my me, because why not me? And I think sometimes that's the question that we all ask. You know, we have to look at life. We all gonna go through something, y'all. You know, we don't want this to be a so a so a sober moment, somber moment. But I do want you to know that we all go through something. And tonight, yes, we're talking about breast cancer. Yes, we are. But there are other things that people are going through and other things that people do go through that is just as debilitating um, to them and to their lives and to the lives of their family. And we just want you to know tonight from our testimony that God is able, that God is Jehovah Rophe, that he is our healer. He healed yesterday. He heals today, and he will heal tomorrow. We have to believe God and believe his word. When Jesus said, you know, that when he, when he talked to, the, to the, um, the man that had the withered hand, and he asked the man, he said, will thou be made whole? And the man, you know, he acknowledged he wanted to be made whole. So Jesus said, stretch out your arm. And I know sometimes when we look at, I had people tell me, Shane, I don't know about you, you know, if I were you, I wouldn't do the chemotherapy. If I were you, I wouldn't do the radiation. If I were you, you know, but we have to we have to know that everything in the earth belongs to God. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, and everything that dwells in it, it belongs to God. God created it. So even the chemotherapy, he gave the doctors the creativity and the ingenuity to be able to make chemotherapy chemotherapy to be able to help, you know, in times of sickness. You know, with the radiation, he gave them the expertise to be able to use the radiation, the surgeries. He gave them the wisdom and the knowledge to be able to use the surgeries. So it took, for me, God is able. He could have healed me miraculously. He could have healed Shana miraculously to wherein we would not have had to go through any treatment if he had willed it to be so. And there are people that have those testimonies. But for me and my sister, we went through some things. We went through a test, and now we have a testimony. God decided to heal us in a different way. But you know what? We don't give him any less glory. We don't praise him any less because we know that it it had not been for the Lord on our side, we wouldn't be here today. We wouldn't be sharing our testimony. Shana wouldn't be seeing her beautiful children. She wouldn't be spending time with her husband if it had not been for the Lord who healed her body, who raised her up, who enabled her to continue to move and and to thrive, and now to not only have a testimony, but to be able to share with other people and tell them the importance of early detection and tell them the importance of making sure you get, you know, your testing done. And if you should happen to one day hear a doctor tell you that you do have cancer, you don't have to fall apart. You don't have to just uh, make up your dying bed, but you can get up and you can fight. You can hold on to the word of God. You can trust in God. Instead of trusting in our feelings and in our emotions, we have to learn how to trust in God. And I'm reminded right now of Deuteronomy chapter 31 and 6, and it says, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. So God is encouraging us today to be strong and courageous. See, when you know who's going with you, that's just like when you were a little a a child and maybe you were going somewhere and you were a little bit fearful. But because you had your daddy with you, 
But because you had your mama with you, guess what? You might have been a little bit fearful on the inside. You might have been a little bit nervous. But because you knew that your mama, because you knew that your dad was with you, that gave you courage. That gave you strength, the strength that you needed to go forth. And so that's tonight I want to say to you, no matter what you're going through, God is with you. Be strong and be courageous. God has your hand. The Bible says that he is our father. He's our daddy. We can climb up into his lap. We can lay our head on his chest, and we can tell him all about whatever we're going through because he's not going to leave us. He says, do not be afraid or terrified because of them. You can fill in the blank. What's your them? What is your them? Is your them a sickness? Is your them people? Is your them your job? Is your them your finances? Is your them your, your, your marriage? Is it your children? What is your them? But don't be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you everywhere you go. Guess who's there? Shana, guess who's there? God, yes. Everywhere you go, he's there. Because he promised he would never leave you nor forsake you. And I don't know if you had this experience or not, Shana, and I hope you didn't. But there was actually a person that when I had chemotherapy, there was a person that passed away. So can you imagine you going now and you going and you get chemotherapy just like this other person is getting chemotherapy and somebody passed away in the room with you? I was in the room sometimes with people that got really sick and they had to call the paramedics and take them out because they got sick during chemotherapy. But God was so good. He was so gracious that he kept me, and he kept my sister Shana. He was so good. You know, some people, when they go, they can't take chemotherapy because their their blood cells, I think it's the white cells, if I'm not mistaken. Is that right, Shana? What cells be be out of whack? It's um, your immunity-fighting cells, which would be like the neutrophils, and I did have that happen to me once where – my counts were too low to receive chemotherapy that day. So I actually had to skip a cycle of chemotherapy. And that even happens to people. Sometimes people can't even take it, you know. So, you know, of course, like I just said earlier, we give God the glory for our healing. Shayna, don't you give him the glory for your healing, sis? I definitely do. Definitely do every day, yes. Because we know that it's not, it was nothing but the grace of God, nothing but the mercy of God that we're here. Um, and not taking anything away from anybody that has preceded us, because if it had been the Lord's will for us to go, then, hey, whether we live there or die, we are the Lord. We are the Lord. We are here on this side a little longer to share the good news. We're here a little bit longer to share our testimonies and to point someone else to the cross. That's why we're still here. It doesn't mean that the people that preceded us did anything wrong or that God loved them any less. It was just that we all have an appointed time that we're going to leave the earth. And that's why when we reflect and we remember them, it's not remembering them as people without hope. So it's not, you know, a diminished, like my sister's going on. I wish she was here with me. I had hoped we'd grow old together, that we'd be on our porches and, you know, drinking sweet tea and eating pound cake. At 80, 85 years old, our children would bring us to see one another. That was what I had hoped to happen. But that was not God's plan, and that was not his will. But guess what? It is okay. It is all right. Because I still celebrate her life today. I still give God glory for the years that he allowed her to be with us on this side. Because God is what? God is still good. And he is still worthy. Wow. Whoo, Shana, my goodness, my goodness. I want to pause right now, and I want to allow you to just um, tell everyone how they can connect with you, tell them about the event that you have coming up, and anything else that you'd like to share. Okay, well, I am on Facebook, um, Shana Brown. We do have an event coming up this Sunday, October 22nd at 3 o'clock p.m. here in Charleston, South Carolina. I do have the flyer on my Facebook page, so if you find me on Facebook, shoot me a message. I can send you the flyer. This year, um, we are actually doing something to get us moving and working towards being more healthy, so we are having a Zumba celebration along with a sit-and-sit exercise class for anyone that may not be able to do the Zumba. So I wanted to do something different this year. We're still having 
a celebration for breast cancer survivors, but just doing something a little different this year. Wow, that's great. That's great. And tell them a little bit about your event. I know the time that I came, you, you had like a, um, I believe it was an oncologist that came and kind of shared, well, uh, will they be coming back this year or something different, totally different? This year we will just have uh, the two presenters that will be doing the exercising for us, and we will talk a little bit about breast cancer awareness, about prevention, about how exercise plays a big part in staying healthy and trying to prevent breast cancer. We'll also have a lot of information about breast cancer shower cards on performing self-exams. I have information from Hollings Cancer Center for anyone that may be in need of a mammogram but maybe cannot afford a mammogram. So we have information about their community outreach programs that they have at Hollings MUSC. So we have a lot of information. We have a lot of fun. So if you're available and you're in the area, please come and join us. Wonderful, wonderful. I know you guys are going to have a great, great time, great time. And I'm going to pause right now. We're going to have our final song for tonight, and I know I do have someone that does have a comment or question. So if you'll just hold tight for a few minutes while we hear our final song for tonight um, by Tasha Cobbs, this is Freedom. And when we come back, we're going to have questions and comments from our audience.
Wow. The joy of the Lord is greater than any of us can imagine. God is so awesome. God is so awesome. Hey, I would love to give our um, our callers an opportunity to share their question or comment. Caller, uh, if your number is 770-823-8417, you are live on the broadcast right now. Welcome to Life on Purpose with Deborah Tulane. And who do I have the pleasure Hi, of speaking ladies. with? Hi, um, This is Phyllis. Hello. Hello, Phyllis. How are you? How are you? Hi, Hi, Shana. This is your cousin. Hey, Phyllis. How are you? I'm good. So I do have a question. My question is, what are your suggestions for the support groups? For support groups? Um, right. Well, you're your own personal support group. Like, should we... How much help do we need? When do you need help? And what do you suggest we do? Because I know some people might feel like they need to back off and let you have your own time. Or what What are your suggestions? Um, my suggestions are a lot of people don't want to bother people, but ask them what they need. Don't be afraid to ask. I had people that offered for me to make meals. Um, a lot of my family members that lived here in the area would take the kids on the weekend so they could get out of the house. Because unfortunately, when you are diagnosed with cancer, it's almost like the whole family is diagnosed with cancer. Because at that time, everything centers basically around you, around your treatment. There were times that I couldn't leave the house because my blood counts were too low and I couldn't be out in crowds or large people. So just if you know someone that is going through cancer or any difficult situation, don't call them and say, if you need anything, let me know, because they're not going to let you know. Take a meal over there. Offer if they have kids to take the kids out of the house and do something special with them. There is also a service um, that they have where people will come and clean your house if you're actually going through chemotherapy, so that's something that you don't have to do. So I just say offer them support, be there for them, ask them, you can ask them what they need. You know, sometimes it may be they just want someone to talk to and have someone listen to them. A lot of times um, I felt like I had to put on a brave face to be strong so everyone else around me could feel that strength and be strong as well. But sometimes you just want someone to talk to and to vent with what's going on. So those are good ways, you know, that you can support someone that's going through a diagnosis of cancer. Perfect. Okay, caller, if your number is 843-345-0097, you are live on the Life on Purpose with Deborah Tulay broadcast. Glad to have you here tonight. Whom do we have the pleasure of speaking with? Hi, this is Cheryl, and this is actually Shana's mom, and I'm actually glad to be on um, air with you guys tonight. But I want to say to Shana that she has done a remarkable job because, like she said, with no family history of breast cancer, it's almost like she let us know how we should respond to such a devastating diagnosis. Um, With God's help, she had a terrific support system around her, but as she said, she led us. I mean, she's my only child. So, um, you know, I guess you can imagine what that felt like when I heard that. But I was Mm -hmm. also a professional, um, retired oncology social worker. I was working right there at the hospital where Shana was being treated, you know. And so when we say, "Why, why me? It's like, why not? God had prepared me all those years helping other people to cope with cancer and now it's on me to have my daughter teach me how to cope with a diagnosis of cancer. She did it Woo! for her my immediate God, family. She did it for our church family. Later on, our minister was diagnosed with prostate cancer. He stood up there in the pulpit and said, if Shana could do it, I could do it. So I'm just saying that, you know, 
whoever's there. It may be rough now, but understand that God is able. And, you know, like you guys said, let your test turn into your testimony. And, Shana, we are so proud of you. Thank you. Yay. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Mama, thank you for being here tonight. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. She said that was her only baby. And just to be there and see how God used her so mightily to show himself strong. Wow, I feel blessed tonight by having you guys here tonight, your family um, being on tonight. So thank you all so much for tuning in. And we have come to the part of the show that I hate the most, and that's because it's time to say goodnight for this week. I want to thank you for tuning in live to the Life on Purpose broadcast with my guest, Shana Brown, here. Let's celebrate her. Shana, keep on doing good, doing God, and doing all God has um, has called you to do. I pray the, the blessings of the Lord upon you, that he will continue to use you, not only in the Charleston area, but that your organization will begin to go worldwide. Father, I thank you right now for just continuing, Lord, to move in her life. I thank you, Father, how you're allowing her to be like a light, a light in Charleston, Father, a light in her community, Father God, a light everywhere that she goes, Father, that you would allow her, Lord God, even as she speaks words of encouragement, Lord God, words of even as she gives advice, Father, to people. Lord, I pray that you give her the words to say and that their lives will be changed forever. God, I thank you right now for how you are, Lord God, just anointing her afresh with your spirit. Lord God, greater works, greater works will she do because she belongs to you. God, I thank you for her mom. I pray the blessings of the Lord upon her life as well as she stands with her daughter, Lord, in the, what you've called them to do, to walk out their purpose and walk out their destiny in the earth. Lord, we love you tonight, and we give you all the glory, honor, and praise. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Hey, thank you all for amen. being with us here tonight on the Life on Purpose broadcast. It's truly been a blast here with you all tonight. Be back here on next week, same time, 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time for another phenomenal show with the Life on Purpose with Deborah Tule. God bless you, and I'll see you next week. But remember that life isn't living until it's lived on purpose. God bless you. See you soon. Good night. And Shana, thank you, thank you, yes, thank ma'am. you, girl. Thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing. It has been phenomenal. You are a mighty, mighty woman of God, and God's going to continue to use you for his glory. Good night, y'all. Thank you so much. Good night.